Now it is time for our bonus segment and joining us on the phone from O'Hare Airport, where we uh, have most of our guests. So it's a popular spot uh, is Justin Peters. He was in Chicago to vend some beers uh, during game one and game two of the LCS. Hey, Justin. Hey, guys. How's it going? I just want to know how how's business. Do people drink? Do people drink in the playoffs? I will listen. The playoffs aren't usually great uh, vending conditions. People are paying a lot more for their tickets than they usually do, and they're actually paying attention to the game as opposed to paying attention to getting drunk. Uh, but there's so many people in there uh, this past weekend that I did okay. Uh, so that was good. I'm happy. And what was the vibe like at Wrigley? Game one, you had the blown lead in the Montero Grand Slam. And then game two, just nobody got any hits and the Cubs lost one nothing. So is is there kind of like a we're definitely going to lose and we're just waiting to figure out how sort of vibe? No, no, no. that, that um, bias is, is gone. People have completely forgotten. Well, not completely forgotten, but like the 108 years of total futility is not on people's minds. These days, everyone believes that we're going to win every game uh, that we play, which we're obviously not going to. But it's good to feel some positivity coming from the stands as opposed to this sort of fatalism that you usually feel during the playoffs. Uh, Last year, everyone definitely thought that, well, we're going to blow this somehow. Same with 2008 and 2007. But we've just been so good uh, this year that uh, it's sort of infectious. Uh, the spirit of winning. Have you had any Pete Rose, A Rod, or Frank Thomas interactions? They've been goofy on the post game. <laughs> uh, listen, I people, you know, might have different opinions about you know Pete Rose, and I'm on record as an A Rod fan. Uh, I think it's a great, uh, it's a great post game show. Uh, <laughs> Pete Rose, um, I don't know whether he's drunk or just happy to, you know, be involved in some baseball-related activity, but the <laughs> yeah. guy is hysterical. Um, A-Rod's a really good analyst. Uh, Frank Thomas is um, is not been as distinguished as the other guys, but he knows what he's talking about. Also, it's very blustery, uh, no, and his I, papers I are fl- flying away a lot. The stadium. I haven't seen him. Uh, Justin, the Chicago Tribune wrote a lovely profile of you in August. I don't know if you're yeah, aware of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It was really, really nice. It was really nice. And the photo, I want to talk about the photograph a little bit, and particularly your beer vending shirt. It's got a little patch on the, uh, on the, on the, above the left breast. It just says cold and then beer in all caps with an exclamation point. It is very yeah. sort of uh, very traditional, very Chicago-y, very working class. You, do you feel a sense of pride when you, when you put your shirt on? I mean, it's the best shirt we've had in uh, my 17 years of doing this. Before that shirt... We had this weird, like, um, it felt like a spandex running shirt. It made no sense. Uh, Before that, it was this disgusting green mesh uh, jersey that the sort of thing you expect to find balled up in the bottom of a gym locker. Uh, This is a nice shirt. So, um, and, you know, I I like the cold beer uh, logo on the breast pocket. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a... I don't know if it's a sense of pride, but I'm proud that it's not a tremendously ugly shirt that I have to wear. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd imagine that for the playoffs, you get uh, richer people because the tickets are more expensive. Yeah. Do do they tip better? Uh, Yeah. I'm the jack of the price of beer for the playoffs, so that doesn't help. 
um, they raised the price on goose and bud a buck from normal season prices. But Holy crap. Um, I've been working the 100s um, these past few games, and I've been specifically trying to go down there because those are the people who don't mind paying a couple hundred bucks for a ticket and don't mind tipping. Uh, well, it's interesting. I'm selling goose. It's ten fifty a uh, glass, and you get a lot of people who just tip fifty cents. Uh, but then you got a um, equal number of people who will, you know, buy two beers. It's twenty one bucks for two, and they'll give me twenty five bucks and just tell me to keep the change. That happened like almost twenty times uh, yesterday night. So the tips, on average, I'm doing like thirty thirty one a case, which is about. Uh, eight or nine dollars better per case than I do during the regular season. So yeah, that's some um, great crowd, bigger tippers. That's some great vendor saber metrics right there. <laughs> I've got a spreadsheet, uh, Josh. I've got a huge sort of like spreadsheet with how I've done it every single game this year. Uh, what I did on tips, what I did on commission, what commissary I was out of, <laughs> start time, uh, game. Uh, um, how many people were there, just assorted notes. Uh, I'm really trying to identify what's best for me and what doesn't work, and then sort of go forward from there. It's weird. I honestly, I'm 17 years in, and I'm still looking for an edge. Like, I feel like I've been a good vendor this year, not a great one. I'm getting older. I can't do double cases like I used to. My knees are starting to hurt. Uh, so I've got to get data to uh, uh, improve, my, uh, improve my game. What's the most eye-opening, counterintuitive finding? Um, you know what? Um, it really doesn't matter what commissary I go out of. That's sort of interesting to me. A lot of vendors, they'll pick one commissary for the year, and they will stick there. And, you know, they start to think, well, like, this one is better run than, like, the others. Like, it's easier to get in and out with, uh, with your peers. Uh, but I've worked all over the park uh, this year, and the numbers have been roughly the same. Another interesting finding, uh, people in the grandstand uh, in the regular season do not tip significantly worse than the people in the 100. Uh, Fascinating. Hmm. Yeah, it really is. Like Now, I haven't uh, worked the grandstand during the playoffs, so I don't know whether that holds true um, you know, in postseason, but maybe... Uh, they come back for this series. I'll be able to figure that out. Justin, you've been doing this for 17 years now. You don't live in Chicago anymore, correct? No, I've, n- I've never lived in Chicago uh, yeah. during uh, during a season. So I, I, do you actually make money net on the, over the course of a season now? How many games are you vending a year typically? We already had all this, con- Did this, we have this conversation. We had this conversation when I was out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this year. And yeah, I can make back the cost of travel within the first couple hours of the first game that I've worked. Uh, usually. And it helps that, you know, Chicago's a hub, so, you know, there's a lot of flights going there from wherever I'm at. Uh, but, you know, I stay with my parents, so there's no lodging costs. Um, I get to borrow their car to go down to the game without to rent a car. Um, uh, my time is worthless, so I'm not, like, <laughs> losing uh, any money I'd make actually doing real work. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, honestly, like, it's... I, talk about this a lot. There's some other vendors who do this. There's a guy who commutes in from L.A. during Big Series. There's this one guy who teaches in the, at this university in southwestern Missouri who does this, like, six-hour drive uh, each way for every uh, series. Uh, and it's the sort of thing where if we actually got a commensurate-like job at our home cities, we'd probably be making more money. 
But at this point, it's equally an opportunity to go and, you know, visit our you know, friends and relatives and have the cost of the trip covered and uh, be able to work in a really cool ballpark and have people be excited that we have this job. And that's it for me as much as the money that I'm making. So the money's nice, too. Look, I'm <laughs> not a man of means. And, you know, the extra uh, cash I'll bring in every game, like, helps me get through the month. All right. So we'll we'll check in with you later in the playoffs. And But I just want to have one last lightning round question. Javier Baez, great, greatest cub or greatest, greatest uh, cub? Great cub. Henry Blanco was the greatest cub. Javier <laughs> Baez is um, he's getting up there. Thank you, Justin. Have a great flight. Hey, that wasn't lightning I'll round. I'll talk to you later. No, we're, he's done. Oh, he's done. He's done with you. All right. Bye, Justin. He hung up. He hung up. Thank you, Slate Plus members. We'll be back with more uh, tales from the 100 level next week. Is that going to be the name of Justin's book? Could be.